Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Endeavor U podcast. I'm your host, Jason Breitkopf, and today we're going to be discussing Scholarships 101. With me is our guest, Harpreet Singh, who is uh, an expert on scholarships who I've asked to come in and talk about the topic. Uh, Harpreet, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the podcast, (laughs) and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started. Sure. So um, as Jason mentioned, my name is Harpreet, my full name Harpreet Singh. I'm actually a college counselor here at Chaitin, where I work at two different schools as well as do some social media stuff for Chaitin. Um, and a lot of the stuff I like to do within college counseling is college affordability. And from that, a lot of that is actually scholarships. So um, I had a couple of scholarships when I went to college, and that's actually how I afforded it. And then like those scholarships have let, let me afford to go to Emory University. Emory University, down in Atlanta. Yep. Excellent. (laughs) Great school. Great school. Thank you. So we're going to be talking about scholarships, and for our viewers and listeners at home, let's start off with the basics. Um, What is a scholarship, and what separates that out from other types of financial aid? Sure. So scholarships is, well, I have two different definitions. So it's free money as well as earned money. Um, I say those two because, one, it's free, meaning you don't have to pay it back. But then it's also earned money in the sense that you probably had to apply to a scholarship or you had to have met certain grades to apply or like receive a scholarship. And therefore, you earn that money. Um, and how it's scholarships are set apart from financial aid is like, well, some financial aids are loans and loans you unfortunately do have to pay back along with interest at times. And then there are grants which are given to you by the government, whereas for scholarships, they're given to you by the school themselves and organization, like kind of like a third-party organization. Okay, so one of the misconceptions that I often hear is in reference to that is that scholarships are from private organizations, grants are from government organizations. So scholarships don't come from the government. Um, For the most part, no. Okay. All right. So since you've mentioned private organizations, who are these organizations? What types of organizations award scholarships? Wow. Actually, I would say almost every organization. So, like, this sounds silly, but, like, and a lot of my students laugh at it when I say, like, McDonald's has one of the biggest scholarships out there. They're like, McDonald's, really? Or Burger King, even? Like, they have, I think both of their biggest scholarships are, like, $50,000, which is incredible. Um, Because that's how much, like, the average American family makes per year. Wow. Um, (laughs) um, And then, so, like, there's, like, a bunch of, like, places. Like, I was also just doing research, and so, like, a lot of the fast food chains have scholarships attributed like um i don't necessarily remember like the like criteria of to make you eligible for them but there's also like um other places you can go um for example your parents employers if you're a student or if you're a parent you are an employer i would say talk to human resources and they might have a scholarship like um another thing is like my older brother like throughout college he would work <clears throat> at this grocery store called roach brothers um and then roach brothers set their own scholarship like it was only like, only like five hundred thousand dollars, but like, um, it's still five hundred or a thousand more dollars than what you've had before. Okay, that's true. Five hundred or a thousand more than you had before is better than nothing. <laughs> but so so far, you've talked about McDonald's, Burger King, companies your parents work for. These all sound like for-profit businesses. Are for-profit businesses the only organizations that award scholarships? Oh no, not at all. Like um. 
So, for example, the biggest scholarship I got came from a nonprofit org. Um, it was called QuestBridge, and it's a nonprofit that helps low-income, high-achieving students um, like <clears throat> gain access to top-tier colleges, and that's how I actually found out about Emory. That's actually how I applied to college in total, and that's how I afford college. Um, and then there's like a bunch of others. Like there's like the Gates Scholarship, which is a nonprofit from like the Gates Millennium Foundation, um, and just like a bunch of other nonprofits. And those like nonprofits usually. Um, they're around, but I think you need to search for them a little bit more because, like, nonprofits are like less known than mm-hmm. like those big corporations. Okay, so you were talking about searching. Um, what are some tips that you have about how to find scholarships? Sure. So, like, uh, my method is actually starting close to you, and then opening it up to a, almost any possibility. Okay. So, like, first, like, start off with yourself. Do you know of where you go to school, if you're a student, like, where do you go to school? Does that school or, like, um, Board of Education have scholarships just for, like, your, like um, the students at your specific school? Um, that's actually how I found a lot of, like, mini scholarships for me. Like, I think I applied to, like, ten of them. When you um, say mini scholarship, what do you mean by a mini scholarship? So, like, not anything that would give you, like, a full ride to college, but, like, $500, $400, like, $250. Okay. Like, um, so, like many because they're small right right i mean i i receive scholarships like that myself uh for example um i was in a lot of the arts programs at my school mm-hmm. uh chorus band theater yeah. and so i received a 250 dollars scholarship from the uh the the chorus award yeah 250 dollars one time towards school uh the band award a hundred dollars towards school and this is of course some time ago, so I'm sure the money is a little bit different now, but the, so you're, those are mini scholarships. Yeah. Okay. Like, um, yeah, for example, one that I won was an orchestra scholarship. That was like, I think, $300 at the time. Um, but yeah, exactly. Um, another, like, so like stuff like that. Like, um, so you start off with yourself and then like you would move on to like family. So, um, like, as I said before, like if your parents like work somewhere, that company that you're a parent through which you're employed, through which they're employed, might have scholarships for the um for you and then from there i'll keep on going like for example if you're like, involved in a sport maybe like your like uh let's say coach knows of like um let's say like girl soccer in the boston area a scholarship for that um so stuff like that and then as you continue going forward so so, so, so just to, to to summarize so far you, we haven't even talked about the computer web searches or anything like that. So far, oh, no. it's all been about who you're talking to, talking to the school, talking to your parents about their job, and talking to your coaches about their job and who they know. So this is so far all just person-to-person communication. Yep, push that computer away. <laughs> okay. Uh, for a bit. And then, like, um, now I say that because, like, those scholarships are less competitive in the sense there might be less applicants. For example, like, the only applicants for those school scholarships are people from your school. And those people from your school will not be eligible for, like, specific scholarships. Like, for example, if there is an orchestra scholarship, I think only 15 seniors played orchestra at my like, okay. high school. Um, so that's a small pool yep. against whom you're competing. Exactly. Um, yeah, like, to use air quotes. Yep. No, and, yeah, and in similar regards, like, um, like, for your parents' company, there might not be, like, as many seniors as there are, like, let's say, like, 11th graders, 12th graders, and stuff like right. that. Right. I mean, the, um, from what I've read, the ma- vast majority of Americans who work for companies work for companies with only a few dozen to a few hundred employees, mm-hmm. not 
uh, only a minority of Americans work for large corporations like the Googles, Apples, McDonald's, mm -hmm. you know, Macy's of the world. So if your company only has 500 employees, how many of them have children? How many of them have children who are seniors this year? Yep, exactly. <clears throat> so that's why, like, I would say start small because, like, those are more attainable and they're also, like, easily to get, like, your you might be able to like actually contact the scholarship fund or like your parents might actually be friends with the person who's running like the scholarship committee. Um, but then like I would say like bring that computer back in and start looking at like stuff online. Um, and so like there are like two platforms I'd like to use or like that I would recommend. First is a website and then the second one's like a phone app, um, okay. which I think now a lot of students like. So for the for, um, the scholarship website, it's called FastWeb. And, like, FastWeb is, like, the largest online database for scholarships. So is that something you can just search on Google or Bing or whatever and just <laughs> you know, type in FastWeb yep. and that will come up? Yep. Yeah, and do you know if that's a .com, .org? Yep, it's FastWeb.com. .com, okay. Yep, and I like to call it, like, the Tinder of scholarships because you create... Oh, my. <laughs> uh, you create, um, like, a profile. So it asks you, like, what your GPA is, like, test scores, like, the nitty... Like, that kind of stuff as well as like where you live um what you like to do extracurricularly or like your hobbies in addition to like what and where you want to study like basically like getting a whole sense of who you are like, <laughs> it does sound like a dating app <laughs> yep um and so then like from there like it's like basically like a holistic sense of who you are and then with that profile that you create it then matches you to scholarships um that fit your like criteria okay um and then like um it's really cool because like um it updates every single time you log in. So, like, when I'm showing my students, like, I made, like, um, like a dummy account, for lack of better words. Um, and I forgot, I honestly forgot what I put as, like, my criteria and stuff like that. But I'll be like, okay, since you last logged in, which was probably, like, two days ago, there are four more scholarships that were added to the list. And, like, what the cool thing about FastWeb is, is that, like, if the scholarship deadline's passed, like, you can't really see it or, like, apply to it. So, like, um, they also keep track about the number of scholarships that you can apply to and then the total money that, like, amasses from those like scholarships so like typically i see like okay since the last time we logged in there are two scholarships two new scholarships um that add up to about 70 thousand or no 70 scholarships in total that you can apply to which amasses to like let's say two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, and like that money looks great um <clears throat> at the same time like you want to make sure that you prioritize like what scholarships you want to apply to because some of them might be more competitive or you might be like on like um <clears throat> like a time constraint like they're due tomorrow like and you need to get two letters of recommendation in. Is that really feasible? It might be. And if it is, then go for it. If it isn't, like, um, you somehow, sometimes, like, need to take that L. Um, so, yeah, like, I would say uh, recommending FastWeb is one. And then the other one, it's actually really similar to it. It's called Scholly. So it's S-C-H-O-L-L-Y. So, like, scholarship Scholly. Um, <clears throat> and it's a phone. And, now, like, the reason why I recommend it, like, I've never used it. I think it was only created, like, four or three years four or three years ago like um so like I work in one of the high schools I work at I was like shopping one day and then um a guy it was during Christmas time so I was like buying a Christmas tree um or like a Christmas wreath actually not a tree um and the guy's like oh so what do you do in like um Haverhill and I was like um well I work at the school he's like oh no way what do you do and I was like I'm a college counselor he's like really I'm like yep I like work on scholarship applications college applications the whole the, the whole 10 yards or whole nine yards and then he's like oh that's awesome my sister or not my sister my daughter just graduated from Haverhill last year and I was like oh awesome is she going to college and he, he was like yeah like the reason why he she was able to was like 
she found out this app called Scully, and she won like twenty thousand dollars in scholarships. So I was like, okay, well that's like, oh, like r- not like random testimonial, but I'll continue to use that because like it shows you the power of that app. Well, especially these days, you know, pretty much every high school student, especially in larger, uh, more densely populated areas, uh, they're going to have a cell phone. They're going to have an iPhone mm-hmm. or an Android phone. They're going to have access to apps. Is Scully uh, on both uh, the iPhone and Android phones? I believe so. And, of course, FastWeb is a website, so you could, as long as you have a browser on your phone, or your computer or your tablet, you can access that, I assume. Exactly. Like, And I feel like a lot of people, like when they hear Scully's an app, they like, light up because I was like, or they would say, like, yeah, I literally just spend like, all my whole night or evening just scrolling through my phone on my bed. I'm like, now I can do something productive. I'm like, there you go. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, again, you'd have to put in your information. Mm-hmm. And this will. This is kind of like, for the, for the adults who are parents or teachers listening at home, I, this kind of sounds like when you join a, uh, a a job search website and you put in your information and it, and it pings you with jobs that you might qualify to apply for, this kind of sounds like the same thing. Yeah. But for so. students and scholarships. Yep. Okay. Well, that sounds good. So in addition to that, do you recommend doing any uh, just straight up Google searching? Yeah. Like, uh, like especially if there's like um, like specific subsets. So like, for example, like one that's like really Google Googleable. I guess that would be the term. Um, They'd like it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, would be like um, that I help a lot of students with it, especially if they're like women trying to go into like STEM fields. Is just typing in like list of women in STEM scholarships and like I'll get like so many results and it'll be like ten scholarships that women for trying to study STEM should apply to. And I'm like, okay. It's so, like um, and then like um, the good thing about that is like the one might already be on FastWeb. Like you need to like sift through like all the scholarships on FastWeb. Right. Versus if you were to Google it, you might already get like the direct results. Right, and just uh, for listeners and viewers at home, just in case, I'm sure everybody knows by now because it's been in the news and the popular culture, but STEM is an acronym that stands for Science, Technology, uh, Engineering, and Math. You might also have heard it as STEAM, which is Science, Technology, Engineering, Arts, and Math. Oh, yeah. But uh, STEM has been a big push in education during the last 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. So you just mentioned something about uh, when you said Googling women in STEM, uh, not everyone is a woman. I mean, some of us are not, you know. <laughs> um, are there a, a lot of specific scholarships for uh, particular groups, particular uh, populations, whether uh, socioeconomic, ethnic, uh, racial, uh, cultural, religious, etc.? Yeah, like I would say, like um, especially for like underrepresented groups, there are like scholarships built exactly for that. Like for example, like the biggest scholarship I received was the Questbridge one, and it was like due to my socioeconomic status. Like you had to qualify for that scholarship by being under a certain income level, um, <clears throat> because like they want to make sure that low income students get the ability to go to scholarship or not to scholarships, but to college, right. um, <laughs> by receiving a scholarship. But like um, so like, yeah, there's like definitely like a bunch of scholarships out there for like specific demographics like for example like i know you're jewish there's like probably like a bunch of scholarships out there for just like jewish students right so that would be that if you're african-american or you're latinx and you want you to apply for a scholarship there's probably a scholarship out there for you since those two communities in particular have been historically underserved yes exactly yep great um and other and because that's been an issue for the last 50 years, civil rights movement, etc. Um, those two communities are well known 
to um, support uh, young upcoming students. Um, other and you just talk about scholarships for women, scholarships uh, based on socioeconomics. Uh, are other communities are there scholarships for other underserved uh, communities like LGBT youth, etc. I can't remember what it's called, but I feel like it was called Clue. I don't remember what the acronym is, and I don't want to like say like quote me on this, but like right, right. Um, but I'm pretty sure like the G and L for Glue, so okay. for, like gay and lesbian. Okay. Um, and then I think he was undergraduates, but like I can't remember what the full acronym. Right, is. right. Like, again, if it's like, not something you've helped a student do, but you've heard about it, it's understandable mm-hmm. that you would like. And that one again, I'm not gonna, I'm not writing down a website or anything. For that. <laughs> Those of you who are watching, notice I'm not writing anything down for that, but only because we're not 100 percent certain. Yep. But so there are. So whatever community you're in, there's probably a scholarship out there, not just a general scholarship, but a scholarship for your community. Yep, and I wouldn't say just A, but probably like multiple as well. Mm-hmm. To come. So it's like they're out there. It's just like a matter of like Googling it, uh, which is the easy part. The hard part is actually applying to it. Okay, let's talk about that. What is, what is the process for applying and why is it the hard part? So depending on the scholarship, like it could actually almost mirror or even take place of your college application. So like the scholarship that I talked about, Questbridge, like I didn't apply to the Common App at all because um, it was a, like a specific program that would like let me apply to schools with that scholarship, um, and so like I needed to write like two essays, a couple of short answers, I had to have like three letters of recommendation, I had to send in my test scores, my transcript, like the whole shebang. Like um, it was my college application, um, and then like what was cool about that was like they have a partnership with like the Common App. Uh, and so then, like, everything was able to get transferred on to Common App at the very end if I wanted it to. So basically, by applying for the Quest Bridge Scholarship, you're applying for the Common App. Yeah, like, and not oh. all scholarships are like that. Right, right, like, right. Um, yeah, like, for me, like, I was able to do so. Um, or, like, if, um, exactly. And so, like, a bunch of, so that was, like, the hard part because, like, that was, it took me more than three weeks to do. And I remember, like, every single day when I would finish my homework and come back from school, that was all I did for, like, three weeks. Um, and so, like, that was, like, the hard part. Like, so that's why I said, like, Googling it is probably the easy part versus, like, actually doing the application would be, like, the part that's difficult. Right. So one of the things that I suspect you're going to recommend for students would be to start early on this process. Mm-hmm. How early is too early? When should a student start? Um, well, so I feel like there's, like, a big misconception that you need to be a senior to apply for scholarships. Oh. In reality, like... Like, even I've gone fast up, like, I feel, I think I've definitely seen, like, you need to just be eight years old to apply for a scholarship. So, like, for those future-minded folks out there, like, there are scholarships for you if you're, like, 14, 16, like, 12, apparently even eight. Um, and so, like, there are scholarships, like, there, but, like, um, a lot of, like, the scholarships, especially, like, the bigger ones that, like, are for, like, full tuition or full rides, those, like, you need to be, like, at least the summer before your senior year. Um, but, like, there are others that, like, you can apply to way so, so let's talk about the big ones, though, because I, I, I'm surprised, but on the other hand, not surprised that, you know, again, you could be a, a middle school student or a freshman and already start, like, picking up these little ones. Mm-hmm. But for the big ones, you're saying it's, like, they don't open it up until just before your senior year. Yeah, um, So would you recommend as early as March? So would you recommend the end of your junior year or over the summer rather than waiting to your senior year to apply for these? Oh, absolutely. Like, there's, like, um, so, for example, like the QuestBridge one, like, sorry, I keep on mentioning that one, but it was, like, the one that I used. No, that, that's um, a perfectly reasonable reason to uh, mention it. Like, I, it was due, I think the exact date was September 24th. So I, like, barely started school. Like, um, and it was already due. 
um, which has its own advantages. Like, for example, I already knew where I was going to college much earlier than a lot of other students um, because of that scholarship. And, like, um, like similarly, like, there's, like, other scholarships, like the Gates Millennium Scholarship is due, I think, every single year it's due, like, September 15th. And then, like, another big one is, like, the Coca-Cola Scholarship, and that one's due, like, the third week of October. So for uh, just to help out the listeners and viewers at home, for reference, uh, Harpreet's talking about September 15th, September 24th, for these scholarship deadlines, college application deadlines for regular admission are often not until December 15th, December 31st, January 1st, January 15th, February 1st. Mm -hmm. Even early admission for a lot of schools is November 1st. So these scholarship deadlines are very early senior year. Yeah. So getting started earlier is way better. Yep. All right. And, like, a lot of them open probably March of your junior year. Like, I think... um, one that comes to mind is the Jackie Robinson scholarship. Like that one, I think, like it closed in that January for like the current seniors, but now it's going to be reopened for juniors in March. And so, like so they have all that time to apply. And again, for folks at home who are not familiar with Jackie Robinson, he was a baseball player, uh, one of the most famous ones. Uh, he broke the what's called the color line. He was the first African American baseball player uh, in the 20th century after they were banned by professional baseball in the 1890s. And he broke the color line in 1947, became a huge figure in the civil rights movement, uh, Mm -hmm. died, uh, I believe, of cancer, if I'm not mistaken, or a heart attack, relatively young in the the early 1970s, uh, and is a huge figure. If you don't know him, every single professional baseball team uh, in Major League Baseball has retired his number 42. So he's a major figure. And if you're not a baseball fan, it's not surprising you might not have heard of him. (laughs) It, and again, I'm not super familiar specifically with that scholarship. Again, I don't do what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, is the Jackie Robinson scholarship specifically for African American students? I think it has okay. been, but now it's a change to just students of color. So, like, um, I could have applied. I'm not African American. Okay. But like now, I think like since I'm a student or person of color, I have the eligibility to apply. Okay, great. So we've talked a little bit about the uh, deadlines, which was on my list of questions, and the process for applying. One thing I wanted to bring up is that when I went to college, I too was the beneficiary of scholarships. And I did get several of those micro scholarships, but I didn't know, I mean, again, this might also be an artifact of when I applied to college and when I went to college Mm -hmm. back in the 1990s, but I didn't know a lot about these other scholarship organizations and the scholarship process. Uh, All of my scholarship money came through the school, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't something I applied for separately. Is that still a big factor? Because again, a lot of our listeners at home might be parents or teachers, uh, you know, who have school-age children and might have their own memories of what the scholarship process was like 15, 20, 30 years ago, and it could be a different landscape. So are, are school scholarships still a major factor? I think so. Like, um, it also depends, like, since they're, like, the micro-scholarships, the mini-scholarships, like, they won't necessarily, like, cover your full tuition, but they will be used for, like, other things, like, given, like, the restrictions of the scholarship committee. So, for example, like um, like a two hundred dollars scholarship that could pay, like now I guess a part of a new computer, um, or like, let's say you want to get more professional clothing for college or something like that could pay pay for a suit, um, and so like they it's, like it helps with like the hidden cost of colleges, that I I like to call it hidden cost because like it's not tuition, it's not your rooming or board, it's like the other stuff that comes along, so like your books for example, your school supplies, your like dorm supplies, all that other stuff that are associated with colleges. Uh, or that associated with college, but it's not necessarily like on the bill. 
Right, right. So then, so then, if that's paying for the little things, and you uh, apply to college and you go to a large university, they're going to cover you, or you've earned based on your grades a scholarship. It's from the school's financial aid. Oh, when you said school before, did you mean like the high school or the college? Colleges. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I apologize. <laughs> no, that's okay. It's good that we reviewed that. But but basically when I went to college, I went to Brandeis University, uh, I earned what was called the Brandeis Scholarship. Mm-hmm. And it was basically uh, a combination of need and academic-based uh, scholarship money, but it was not a loan. I didn't have to pay it back. Yep. And I'm saying, is, is that sort of scholarship, the scholarship awarded by the college or university you're attending, is that still a big factor? Yeah, like um, yeah, like um, I feel like especially like for like those big, I guess like um, colleges that cost a lot more money than like state schools, like um, those like you typically give out to quite a few students. Like I wouldn't say a lot of students, but like um, typically like um, I know a lot of my friends receive like like the Emory scholarship or like the same like equivalent of the Brandeis scholarship and like that like amassed to almost like let's say a fifth of tuition or something, which is. A lot considering right. how well, expensive Emory was. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I was lucky. The Brandeis scholarship uh, accounted for 50% of my tuition in room and board. So it was 50% of the expenses. Yep. And then we had to make that up with other things I, you know, other scholarships, loans, mm-hmm. mom and dad paying some money that they could afford to pay from a scholarship fund, things like that. No, yeah. So, yeah, so no, but yeah, like to go back to your point, like, yeah, it was definitely like a big stuff, like a big amount. Like, for example, like a lot of the students that I work um, at the schools with, like, they get a lot of money, like, and some of them almost get covered, like, completely, or, like, they will get, like, a half ride, or, um... They will get, From the school. Exactly. Yeah. Like, they would receive merit scholarships with their, like, um, acceptance letters, saying, hey, we'll get, we're going to pay you this much, and it makes them a lot. And just like in my case back in the day, these students, when they get these merit scholarships, these academic-based scholarships from whatever school they're accepted to and going to attend, they didn't apply separately for that. That just came as part of the acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, no, yeah, like, there's some that come, like, with it, like, with your acceptance, then there's some that you have to apply to in addition, like, um, so, like, those, like, might be, like, um, for example, like, at Emory, there's, it's called, like, the Emory, um, it's actually called Emory Scholars, <laughs> original name um but like um those like in addition like so you get there's like multiple rounds so like the first round actually is like you just have to apply early decision to be considered for the scholarship um but then afterwards like then you have to fill out like another essay if you like move on to the next round so like if you want the full and it's like usually like a full ride Mm -hmm. so if you want that full ride then you have to continue submitting stuff and then like at the end of it they actually like fly you down to atlanta or fly you out to land, depending on where you live. Um, and then they would, like, have you interview for, like, two days for the scholarship. So, like, um, there are some that are, yes, like, automatically given with your acceptance, but then there are some you actually have to, like, work for a little bit more than just okay. applying. And, of course, that would be after the process of these other scholarships, these private organizations, whether companies or nonprofits that you're doing the end of your junior year, the summer, uh, before your senior year, or even earlier with the micro ones, these are happening after the acceptance. Either the one you're getting just for merit or the ones you're applying to additionally at that school. And that's that school only. You're accepted to that school. You're going to that school. It depends on the school. Like, I don't okay. want like, uh, yeah, to say yes or no. Uh, no, no, no. That, that's good to know. Yep. Uh, yeah. Because like, um, for some like the people who were awarded Emory Scholars, like, they actually didn't end up going to Emory because they... Like, they might have gotten a scholarship for another school that they wanted to go to better, All right. like, or more than Emory. So, like, um, but then there are probably others that are more restrictive, and they're like, if you get the scholarship, you have to come here. Like, right, um, right. All right, well, that's good to know. Um, sounds like there's a lot of information, and the first thing is, is 
Just start asking questions. You're a student, you're a parent, talk to your school, talk to your company, talk to your family, talk to uh, the coaches, the head of the orchestra, from micro scholarships early in your high school career or even earlier up through um, the big scholarships you apply to the summer before your uh, college application process and the specific scholarships at whatever university or college you want to attend. It sounds like communication is the key. Yep. No, exactly. The communication is key. All right, Harpreet, thank you so much. Uh, This has been really enlightening. I really appreciate it. Uh, So for our viewers and listeners at home, uh, this is Harpreet Singh, a college counselor. I am, as always, Jason Breitkoff, your (laughs) host of the Endeavor U podcast. Uh, Please feel free to uh, subscribe to our podcast on various uh, platforms, iTunes, SoundCloud, possibly others soon, I hope. Uh, And if you like our podcast, please feel free to share it, like it, star it, heart it, whatever your platform uses, whatever the app you listen to us uses. Uh, feel free to leave a comment, especially on iTunes. Um, commenting and, and, and rating us really helps other people discover us, um, as does sharing. And uh, so we look forward to seeing you in our next episode or having you listen to us on your commute to work or school. In the meanwhile, let's all keep learning. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.